and gentlemen, the man from the fruit corner, he say yes! Time last one anyway. Who's to know? Of course we can be bothered. Yeah, yeah looking, looking forward, forward to it. it. No, we can't. Ah, forget, forget it. it. Stuff the show. Yes, we can. Yeah, be great. The power of suggestion. <laughs> hey everybody, let's do Clive James impressions. Clive James impressions. Look hard, but are in fact very easy. <laughs> well, I bought a lovely record this week. Alec Guinness sings Pulp. Oh, I want to take you home. I want to give you children. You might be my girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you know what B&Q stands for? No, no one does. It's a mystery. Hmm? <laughs> It's for mystery, it's for mystery. <laughs> Mr. Sycamore Tree, why you produce so much sap? <laughs> oh, Mr. Conquer Tree, he produce a little sap. Oh, Mr. Dutch Elm, so many die. <laughs> well, it's not widely known that Shirley Bassey suffered terribly with indigestion. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> well, I'd like now to tell you the story of my nan and the self-sealing envelopes. Yes, it's a lovely family story, one that we've always told in the family for years, and I hope you like it. It's a good story, this, isn't it, Alan? It's a mm. lovely story, Harry. Mm. Quite, quite beautiful. Here we go, then. My nan and the self-sealing envelopes. Now, remember when they came in? Hmm? The self-sealers? Hmm? Do you remember? You're probably too young to remember. It was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful time. 1979. Very different world. Oh, yes. Very different to the one we live in now. Hmm? Sonny Jim was in power. Dennis Healy held the purse strings. Toy Wilcox within the charts. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Pertwee was in the TARDIS. Rory McGrath was on the television. Very different world to the one we live in now. <laughs> Now, and into this chaos steps the slight figure of a young girl. A girl whose vision was to change all of Britain. Her name, Margaret Thatcher. Sorry, where, where was I? How did I... 1979! That's right, Sonny Jim was on the throne, Dennis Seely held the purse strings, Frank Boff was in the TARDIS, Arthur Scargill in the charts. <laughs> the story of the self-thealing envelope. My nan was working in office, basically. She was working in an office, sticking down envelopes, licking and sticking, patting and posting. That was the way she used to work it out. Hmm? And one night, one night, one night, <laughs> one night, into her office walks the boss and he, he barks at Nan, stop what you're doing, Alice, I've got these new self-sealing envelopes. Self-sealing envelopes, says Nan. Kiss, 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 <laughs> He 
explains they don't need any saliva. No saliva, says Nan. Get on He's... with it. Sorry, he gives her a big pile of self-sealing envelopes and exudents. Well, after 30 years of licking and sticking, every time Nan sees an envelope, she starts to salivate. Right? <laughs> it's like a conditioned reflex. She can't help it. Right? She's, she's going to wait for this saliva to go, is there? Normally, it would end up on an envelope in a post box. No, she's got to swallow it down. She swallows it down. I'm not an expert. Goes down into the stomach, into the bloodstream, through the kidneys, into the bladder. She's having to get up every five minutes to go to the toilet. There's a big pile of envelopes left unsealed. Not such a labour-saving device after all. <laughs> the story there of my nan and the self-sealing envelopes. A wonderful story. What are the chances of that happening, eh? And you may be interested to know that there are signed celebration copies of that story available for just two Jan Leeming money orders. <laughs> but send no money now, and you won't get one, will you? Hmm? <laughs> that's all you have to do. You have to send money, don't you? If you want something, that's how it works. Yes, is that too easy for you? What is it? Is it? Martin, calm down. What's, what's the problem? I'm sorry, Harry, but I've had a fight with Bert Kwok. Oh, not again. <laughs> yes, he said it's illegal to marry your sister. It's not, is it? Someone would have told me. Well, yes, it is, Martin. But we've got so much in common. <laughs> yes, the main thing being your parents. And this week we're joined by our West Country Calypso call girls. Caribbean Barbara new in town. Big dominatrix spank the naughty boy. Tie you to the bed, then we steal your wallet. Plus, of course, <laughs> the usual crew of no-hopers. That's Big Brother Alan. Big Brother Alan in a shorty nightdress. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Brother Alan, 82 years old and just taken up smoking. Nana Hill. Yes, well, be fair, she developed a cold sore. And, no, a really big one, a massive, great cold sore. And turns out it wasn't a cold or at all. It, in fact, was a wasp's nest, and uh, yeah, she had to take up smoking to get rid of them. <laughs> and of course, he's half Robin, half boy. All those that are sick of him shout, I, I... Alan Hill, <laughs> who, for equity reasons, is only able to communicate by tapping. So, one tapping, yes. to imply the impending end of another series, Tommy! <laughs> sure plays mean Yahtzee. <laughs> See, I wonder whether it stood for Linda Barron from Open All Hours and Pauline Quirk from The Feather Programme. Hmm? <laughs> well, it's a very fickle business, isn't it, acting? You're too right, it is. I wondered whether Baron and Quirk had pulled their savings and founded this giant DIY superstore. Hmm? <laughs> a little far-fetched, perhaps, just an idea. Do you dress up as a woman when your wife's out? I do. Very common, apparently. I don't fancy blokes or anything. I just like the feel of a nicely lined skirt against my thigh. I put a pair of my wife's ankle socks on the other day, stretched beyond recognition. Don't tell her, will you? Baron and Quirk, a little bit of extra money when we're out of work. That could have been their slogan. <laughs> well, I don't have a fax machine, but I've got a friend who's got a fax machine. and I go around and whilst the fax is coming in, I read the fax and listen to it. And in this way, I've learned how to speak fax. <laughs> Ooh. 
with a slight accent, I grant you. <laughs> Uh, this problem of little Alan, Harry. What, only able to speak in tap? Yeah, well, perhaps yeah. we should try to get him an equity card so he can do more. <laughs> but what did the clown union find out? There'd be hell to pay. They never find out. Oh, go, go. Sorry, that, that's, late. that's later, isn't it? You think you can get him an equity card? Yeah. How about getting him a job on the Badger Parade? Parade of the Badgers. Badgie of the Padgers. Padgie of the Trashers. Wadjay of the Ackers. And relax. <laughs> we take you up to a swanky hotel room. Take your conversations for the news of the world. Set up an audition, Alan. But Alan... Yes, boss? Make haste, for the parade isn't but half an hour. <laughs> Viva the super babes! Banana <laughs> Hill! Staying alive, staying alive, oh, 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 staying alive. Yes, but only just. <laughs> Nana Hill, gladiator name. Lobster. <laughs> I'm pink, I'm mean, and I live upstream. Now then, Nan, as the body clock of life goes round for a second time... <laughs> Lobster, what have been your magic moments? I've listened to life's great symphony from its bass to its treble clef. But I tell you now, I should never have worn that low-cut blouse on MasterChef. <laughs> Lloyd Grossman watched with bated breath as I chopped up me cheese with a grater. Then I gave a cough and me bra flew off and I was failed on me jacket potato. <laughs> and off she goes. What about a cousin? No, Martin. Cousin come round and he rub you down. Technically, it's illegal and you can get done for that. <laughs> well, many years ago, in the land of news, was born a child, curly of hair, strange of eyes, fair of face, a girl child who knew that one day, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, one day, she would sit behind a desk, point a face at a camera, and read the news. Jan Leeming? No, not Jan. Moira Stewart? Not Moira. Anna Ford? No, funny eyes, I said. Peter Sisson? No, look, it's not a quiz. I'm just... It's Francis. not a quiz? No, it's not a quiz. A game? Not a game. Competition? Stop it! Stop turning everything into a game. So it was a game? Not a game. Quiz! Competition! Bingo! Great game! Quiz! Competition! Bingo! Great game! Quiz! Competition! Bingo! Stop it! it! Oh, sorry, Alan. Where was I? <laughs> the young girl. Angela Rippon. Ha-ha! I win! Oh! <laughs> oh you, you wouldn't get it. Anyway, Angela Rippon, as a girl, she kept a diary, the sneaky cow. <laughs> and reading from it now, Nana Hill. Thursday, September the 1st, 1976, had a lovely crab in aspic for brunch. Seven out of ten for spelling test. Monday, January the 5th, 1977, have started to regard others with disdain. <laughs> Enjoy tea from thermos only. <laughs> Sealed all doors and windows with sellotape. <laughs> Friday the 27th of April, 1987, I'm starting to grow a moustache. <laughs> I think I might be a man. Sunday the 12th of May 1982, I appear to have developed male sex organs. 
getting the idea with that. <laughs> teenager finding her way in the world. for the millennium yet. I've booked my turkey, well, capon, well, large chicken. Everything is getting booked out. I've booked my pigeon. Reserve, pretty woman on video, <laughs> blockbusters. What a lovely night. Pretty woman on the portable in my room, half a bottle of Lee Frau Milch, mm, Fitch supper. Get up the next morning, watch pretty woman again. Might as well, hasn't got to be back till 10 o'clock. <laughs> pretty woman's been on the television. You could have videoed it. It has not been on the television, thank you very much, Jerry. Sorry, Margot. Hello, Tom. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> Hello, Jerry, Tom. Jerry, Margot, Margot. Snap, I win. Ah. <laughs> Good life, Snap. Great fun. Let's all meet up in the year 2000. It'll be strange when we're all fully grown. You know, I was in a bank the other day and there was a baby standing in front of me and it, it turned to me and went... Because <laughs> they speak facts as well. <laughs> It's the future. We'll all be doing it one day. <laughs> anyway, I translated this quickly, and it turns out he wanted me to hold him up to the counter. I held him up, and he produced a gun and said, hand over, <laughs> hand over all the money. Of course, the, what would you do? The woman behind the desk gives him the money. He crawls out of the bank, jumps on a Labrador, gallops off. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's clever, the baby, see? All he's got to do is lie low for 18 months. His physical appearance will have changed beyond all recognition. <laughs> what about a niece? You shut up! Oh, Harry, oh, right. shut up! Well, I've never been so... I'm sorry, Alan, I, I just... It's just all got on top of me. No one seems to realise the pressure I'm under. But, Harry, <laughs> this is just a ropey old half-hour show on Radio 4. He's right, I love this crowd. They love to join in. <laughs> you think I don't know that? No, it's not that. It's just that I got the results through today from the doctor. And? Well, I wasn't going to tell you, but... <laughs> I've got... Ospreys. No! Yes. Two Ospreys, one under each arm. Can they operate? Because the Osprey is a protected species. <laughs> it's illegal to disturb the nest. There's nothing they can do. Oh, thanks very much for that. Sorry, Harry, I mean... shame. <laughs> I tell you what, that gypsy violinist is doing very nicely this week. Yeah, thanks very much, Mr. Hill. Hopefully it'll pay for me holiday. Oh? Where are you going? We're just going caravanning. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely gag, that. That's, <laughs> that's got legs, that gag. It'll always earn a beautiful dollar in this town. <laughs> so anyway, you'll understand if I'm a bit down, but the news has come as quite a shock to me. If you'll excuse me now, I'm, I'm going for a walk. I, I might be some time. Oh, it's freezing out there. <laughs> I wondered, Alan, because of my illness, I, I wondered, could we have a slightly longer episode of Clown 4290, hmm? just for me? You, you know, Harry, you know that in all the high-level meetings we've had all week about Fruit Corner with the head of radio comedy Tony Hadley... Yes. He explained... <laughs> 
Because Clown 4290 is so unpopular with the listening public that whenever we play it, so many people turn off that there's actually a surge of excess electricity and he keeps burning his toast. <laughs> we promised never to do Clown 4290 and to bury all references to these poxy clowns in a time capsule, not to be opened until the year 4290, when maybe, just maybe, somebody might find them the tiniest bit interesting. Oh, go on, I, I have got ospreys. <laughs> See? It'll jeopardise the entire project. Oh... I will not allow it! I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever it is that common people do. I'd recognise those tom-toms anywhere. What's wrong, Harry? Not good enough for you this week, am I? It's Bert Quark! <laughs> What's wrong? Forgotten about me? Anyone would think you had ospreys or something. Uh, Bert, Bert, just lay off. It's like you've got a couple of ospreys nesting one under each armpit. But he has got ospreys. What? He's got ospreys. Hooray! No more work! No more work! Leave it, Bert. Please leave it. I knew you'd get sick the way you work. It was the same with me when I was doing Tenko, and boy, was that a hit. <laughs> we had hit after hit with that show, but remember, we'd been doing it since we were 17. Well... It got to 1969, and John and Paul said, let's make one more album like we used to. George Martin agreed to produce it, and the front cover, showing the zebra crossing outside the famous Abbey Road Studios... You're doing it again, aren't you? What? For the last time, that's the Beatles, not Tenko. You always get Tenko <laughs> mixed up with the Beatles. All right, keep your hair on. <laughs> I preferred him when he was normal. Have you, or have you not, caught a chicken? Ah, there's a question. Just answer the question, yes or no. Well... Yes or no, Bert? Yes. Yes? It's in this sack. Listen. Clack, clack. <laughs> that's not a chicken, that's the gypsy violinist. Sorry, Mr Bert. Oh, I always get those two mixed up. But Harry... I will get me that chicken. No, Bert, I'm, I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> no chicken, no song. Oh. No, I'm sorry, he doesn't get to sing if there ain't no poultry going on. <laughs> go on, off you go, Bert Quackner. No, I'm sorry, I do have to be strict. They very strict at orphanage. Oh, the little orphan boy. Mummy love me, why is she in the ground? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Like a seed, she will one day grow again. Oh, Mr. Harry, I miss my mummy. <laughs> I want my mummy. Oh, there, there, little orphan boy. <laughs> Dry your eyes. I'm so sorry, Mr. Harry. They tell me at orphanage not to cry. Oh, I can't bear it. <laughs> None of the other orphans will be my friend. I'm so lonely, Mr Harry. <laughs> no brothers and sisters. <laughs> Poor little mite. If only I could have a little puppy. Oh. <laughs> a little puppy? Well, there was a little puppy. Here we are. Here you are, little orphan boy. 
accept this lovely puppy as a gift from me to you. Ah, uh, a little poodle. <laughs> a poodle? <laughs> a poodle? When did a poodle last with a dog fight, eh? You Josie Pillock! And she got no pit bulls! Well, if I take this poodle, I'm a laughing stock and tie! You'll set me up for one, aren't you? Will I, ya? Yeah, stitch out, you toilet! <laughs> Head-butted by an orphan. Clear off and don't come back. You try and help someone, you get the whole lot back in your face. What exactly is his problem with me being a poodle? Eh? <laughs> Not very good for my self-esteem, is it? <laughs> Shut up, you big finch. What about an auntie? No, Martin, how many times you can't marry a member of your immediate family? Put that family tree down. Gold finger. <laughs> and that's the sound that tells me it's time for our special celebrity guest, Bert. Ladies and gentlemen. You've got to be kidding, haven't you? A big star like this. It's Richard Briers! Richard, welcome. Hello, Harry. <laughs> All right now, Richard, steady. Yeah. It's not too late to back out, Richard. Ah, Bert Kwok, didn't you used to be in Tenko? Yes. <laughs> Boy, was that a hit for me. <laughs> it was me, mainly. I used to write the songs, and my brother Liam was on lead vocal. <laughs> well, we were always fighting, but after our first album, Definitely Maybe, went gold, and our hit single, Wonderwall, hit the charts... And now you're getting it... Oasis mixed up with the Beatles mixed up with Tenko. <laughs> now, Richard, you're probably best known for your expertise in the field of laughter. Uh, that's right, Harry. Now, has it ever occurred to you how strange it is that when something amuses you, you crinkle up your mouth and eyes, shout, ha, ha, <laughs> and even shake all over and roll on the ground? Now, sometimes we laugh at things which seem like little misfortunes for other people, as when the clown at the circus falls and hurts himself. Yet you are not glad that he's hurt. You know that he's only pretending. But if you did not laugh, you might feel depressed, discouraged. And so laughter is useful in helping you to enjoy the circus. Yes, uh-huh, yeah. Life is a game, Harry, and laughter is the icing on top of that game. After all, without laughter, what are we but elaborate oven gloves in the shape of parrots? Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more, but... You were also in The Good Life, weren't you? Yes, I suppose I was. See, I think, see, I think it was silly to give up your full-time job. Well... That was the idea of the show. Yes, but being self-sufficient in Surbiton, I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> that was where the humour sprang from, from the situation. Yes, but, but what if Barbara wanted a new dress? No, you don't see it, do you? <laughs> in any sitcom, there's a situation on the one hand and the comedy that is derived from that situation on the other. 
<laughs> your dad's army wouldn't have been as funny if they'd all stayed in their regular jobs and not joined the Home Guard. Well, there was a war on they had to. If they hadn't, Mr Mannering <laughs> would have seen to it that they got the appropriate punishment. No, no, no. You see, just as, say, Forty Towers would not have been as funny had it been set in a successful chain of gentlemen's outfitters, so it was that in the good life, the fact that we were trying to be self-sufficient in Surbiton made it funny. Yes, but what if Barbara wanted a new dress? <laughs> we just borrow some money off Jenny. I see. <laughs> now, Richard, try and think of something that is inevitable. A good life sketch? Exactly. So, <laughs> waste no time. I'll be Margot, Nana, you can be Barbara, Alan, you can be Jerry, and Richard. Yes, Margot? Just be yourself. <laughs> I say, Barbara, I'm a bit worried about one of our pigs. You see, it's not been eating properly and it's looking pretty ropey. Problem is, if anything happens to it, we're counting on that pig for our breakfast for the next ten years. <laughs> can I have a new dress, please? <laughs> No, you can't. Oh, Tom, you're impossible. <laughs> Hello, Tom. Good evening, Barbara. Evening, Margot. <laughs> evening, Jerry. Do you want some more money? I say, it's awfully kind of you, Jerry. Margot, Margot. Snap. Good life, snap. Great game. <laughs> Damn it. I nearly had you. It was just those two Margos in a row. I, I don't you know. You should have played your Jerry. Well, my Jerry was blocked by my Barbara. Well, you should have played your Tom, thus freeing up your Barbara, thus allowing you to play your Jerry, Jerry. Snap! Oh, ah, no, ah, no. Ah, yeah. Best of three, Harry. Oh, Richard Pryor's there. Oh, Alan, huh? That celebrity guest bit's really taken it out of me. My ospreys are, are nearly, nearly hatching. I'm, I'm afraid I'm fading fast. Oh, good. I wonder what his last words will be. Burr, please, where is your humanity? You can't afford it in show business. <laughs> is there anything you want, Harry? Any last request? Anything? Anything at all. Just say the word. Well, there was one thing. Surprise, surprise. Bert! Where are the clowns? <laughs> there ought to be clowns. You don't want... Just for me, Alan, the, the last treat for a dying man. No. <laughs> He's gone. Died of ospreys. Complicated by a broken heart. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Nana, we owe it to him to... He's right, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, in the early hours of the last bit of this show, our host, my brother, was cruelly taken from us by a protected species. <laughs> That's the thing with them, you can't touch him. I mean, I had a friend once who was mauled by a blue whale. You lay one finger on it, you get David Bellamy and his bunch of Greenpeace finches down in your neck. Anyway, I mean, the thing is, the reason these animals have become so rare is that they're very tasty. <laughs> you ever had panda sausages? It's delicious. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. And so, as a tribute to him, we will sit back and enjoy the one thing that he loved the most. Yes, 
We're going over now to find out what's going on with Jojo and Coco the Clowns in our sometime soap, Clown 4290! Hello, Coco! Hello, Jojo! What are you doing with the high pressure hose, Coco? I attach it to flour and lapel and beef up squirty flour guy. <laughs> beef up squirty flour? That's what I said, didn't I? But what if clown didn't find that? They can stuff it. Who it? It is I, Ben Kingsley from Clown Union. Have reports illegal beef up of squirty flour gag. Oh, Coco! Oi! What? Hang on a minute. If Harry's dead, who's doing the voice of Jojo? Aha! <laughs> <laughs> I tricked you! I tricked you! I'd fake my own death for the sake of Clown 4290! Ha <laughs> 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 Harry! And that's all from us here in the Fruit Corner! Starring Harry Hill with Bert Kwok, Edna Dore, Al Murray, Martin Hyder, Reynard Bradfox, Peter Serafinowicz, and our special guest, Richard Bryars. Music by Cliff Ranger and the Cliff Ranger Singers with help from Andy Hurst and John Holmes. The broadcast assistant is Janet Staplehurst, and the producer is Phil Bowker.